What is up, everybody? This is the Back to the Feature podcast with your host, Micah McFly. And uh, Dalton, we need to get you a movie nickname, Dalton Gilbert. Uh, Dalt, Doc, Dalt Brown. It doesn't really work. I got, we got to figure something We're, we're going to work on that. If you guys have good ideas, leave them in the comments. Uh, send us reviews. Let us know. Put <laughs> yeah. some good Dalton Gilbert's Big Dalt D. Yeah, Big Dalt. Big Dalt. We can go with Big Dalt. Um, what are we talking about today, Mr. Gilbert? Oh, we're talking today about uh, Ted Lasso because season three just wrapped up a few weeks ago. Um, so everyone should have enough time to have watched it and enjoyed it. And if you haven't, then you should go watch the show uh, after you uh, – don't even wait for this because we're going to talk about everything. So go watch the show and then kick yeah, it back. Watch one of our if you haven't episodes. watched it – exactly. If you haven't watched it, go watch the show. Uh, is it three seasons? It's three seasons, yep, and it's they're really not terribly long either. So now go watch the show and then come back and uh, view our thoughts on it. Dalton, uh, who introduced you to the show? Oh well, hey, I got to give it up to my my guy uh, Micah McFly over here. Uh, you and your wife had been talking about how good of a show it was. I knew yeah. what it was, but wasn't interested at all because <laughs> uh, you know European football is not or is not really my style. Um, right. So. Uh, but I have to say, I'm super glad that we gave it a shot. Um, after the first episode, anyone that watches it is going to be hooked immediately. Mm -hmm. um, and you're going to want to binge the entire show the same way we did. So we're very fresh off the heels of watching all three seasons. Were you a Jason Sudeikis fan before watching it? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I you were. I wasn't. Okay, so We're the Millers. I thought he was really funny in that. I love We're the Millers. I will give that yeah. one to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then some of his smaller work I thought was, you know, it's good. I, I never had an issue with him. If I saw mm -hmm. him in a movie, um, you know, because some of these, like, I, I would consider him like a lower level actor, right? He's not like an A-list Hollywooder uh, or A-list Hollywood, you know, star. Mm -hmm. But he's been in some stuff, and it's not like one of those things where you see an actor and you're, like, kind of turned off by it. Yeah. Uh, there are actors out there like that. But, no, I think what he chooses to be in is typically pretty entertaining mm -hmm. and pretty so I like it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I love the film. I, I do like We Are the Millers. I, I never saw him as like a, like a, like kind of like what you said, like a really great. I didn't, I didn't think all this stuff was funny. I did think We Are the Millers is funny. Um, but he killed it in. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, like what he, a he, yeah, he absolutely destroyed it. And for, for, um, if, if you have seen the, if you haven't seen the show and you want to recap it. Uh, Ted Lasso is it actually started from my understanding is it actually started that the actor who plays Beard was a comedian in the early 2000s. Um, he had a bit when he was doing stand up when and Jason Jason Sudeikis got on his tour and they heard the bit together. And it was about uh, an American football coach coming to Europe. We're just going to say American football and soccer uh, for for because or else it gets a little confusing coming to Europe. Yeah to coach a European professional soccer team. Um, and it was a bit, and it it got really viral, and it eventually turned into a, um, it eventually turned into a commercial, and then it went from a, com so it started as a comedic bit, went to a commercial, and then they pitched it around, and eventually Apple TV picked it up. So that's kind of how it started. And so I think Jason Sudeikis in the actor who plays Beard, and I don't know his name, so that's not great on my part. Um, Oh, the I actor think, that plays Beard? Yeah. Brendan Hunt. Brendan Hunt. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like their baby. 
it was like their baby. Like they they were obsessed about it. And then I know Brett Goldstein was uh had a writing credit on it as well. Yeah, he he came in as a writer and uh-huh. thought that he was going to be the best character in the show. So yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. But it it covers I I personally um would you think since we're since we're talking in the sense that everybody has seen this, what do you think of the ending? So when I first saw it, I I still liked it. I thought it was a really great ending to a great season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I was either some felt like there were some unanswered questions. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got to thinking about it more, and I realized that there probably couldn't have been a more perfect ending to the show. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people took, don't like the ending. Yes, I I see that. Um, I see a lot of criticisms about mm-hmm. the same feelings that I initially had. Um, but there's the show is so intelligent and they're so clever when they you, when you know the ending when you begin the story you can tie in some really interesting things into you know your first and second seasons that mm-hmm. are then paid off towards the end. Right. And I think they did a lot of that. But there's a scene in or a pretty much a segment in the third season uh, where Rebecca, who is the owner of the football club or the soccer club, and she goes to see a psychic. And then the psychic rattles off this crazy stuff, which when you're watching, it doesn't make any sense. And you think she's just absolutely loony. Mm-hmm. But then some of the um, events that she had predicted eventually come true. Right. And it. Even the very last scene of Rebecca is it's tied into that, um, and it builds onto a more thematic beginning that we saw in the first season because her primary arc was to get over uh, her husband or her ex husband that was divorcing her, and so her arc pretty much consisted of finding confidence in herself and accepting that, and then being happy, and then you know she wanted a family and everything, and that's kind of where she ends up. So. I do think that the arcs paid off really well, even yeah. in the finale. They they tied everything up greatly. Um, now I want to get in. Speaking of the finale, we're going to just jump straight into some crazy stuff here, okay? Because there's things in the show that I never picked up on, but the very smart people on the internet have. And so, bro, this whole show is essentially the Wizard of Oz, okay? And hear me out, because. Okay. And this makes me like the finale so much more. Um, so in oh, one of those, because he's Dorothy. Yes, he is. Oh, I I just got chills and actually. Europe is pretty much his Oz trip. His Oz, yeah. Okay, so think about it. the story starts in Kansas. Okay, already in Kansas. Oh shoot, he's from Kansas. So think about it. We the first time we see him, he's got on you know the red shoes. He's doing a little dance, right? That's him clicking his heels. Okay. Just keep, stay with me, bear with me. Um, when he goes, right, he meets all these great friends and, and works it up. Um, there's three main characters we know that accompany Dorothy outside of, you know, Toto. But you have the uh, Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. So there's three characters that oh, shoot. some traits that those three characters do within the show. Can I so, hold on? Hold, the scarecrow is Nate. Yes, because he finds courage. Right. Right. No, 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 no. The cowardly lion is Nate. He oh, finds okay. courage, right? Because because that's what he was looking for. Nate 
is able to speak for himself, stands up to Rupert. He right. goes where he wants to go. And another cool thing with Nate, too, uh, he imitates Ted Lasso's hair. I don't know if you recognize that towards the end of the show, but he changed his whole haircut to kind of imitate and be more like Ted. Very cool little, little gotcha. thing there. Keep going. Um, keep going. You're on a roll. You're on a roll. So, so what is it that the uh, Scarecrow is looking for, right? He's looking for a brain. He wants a brain. So there's a character, Jamie Tart, Jamie, who yeah. ends up, he starts off as an absolute idiot. He goes yeah. in this, he's intelligent, he thinks for himself, he reconnects with his dad, which was a huge, you know, portion of the show. So Jamie, he's able to play smart. He gets a brain. And then Roy Kent finds his heart. Right. Yeah. Ten man one in. So Roy Kent gets over his own emotional barriers and wants to change as well. Um, now, I can't tell you how many times in the show uh, Ted Lasso makes comments saying, you know, there's no place like home. He says that a lot, especially in the very last speech in halftime. He's like, I know people say there's no place like home, but there's no place like AFC Richmond, right? Crazy. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. What? Do you remember the scene where they were playing pinball in the second class episode? What was the pinball machine? Oh, was it Oz? It was a Wizard of Oz pinball machine, bro. So stuff like that made me really recognize how much time and effort they actually built into this. You know what I mean? Knowing the ending when you start to build your show. Um, So I am happy with it. I think everyone that that is beautiful. It is. It's a beautiful show. It makes me like the show so much more, you know, than I already did. And I already loved it. Yeah, um, it, it really makes you appreciate um the showrunners, the writers, and like yeah, man, and like kind of what we were talking about in our intro episode, um, just how much how many people have to come together to make it work. Right. And like whose idea was like I found a Wizard of Oz pinball machine. Like, let's work that into the show. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's gonna be so out of place, but it works. And you don't even think about it watching the show. Yeah. And you might catch like a few things here and there, but that was crazy when I when I saw that. Um, and so you think about like all these other characters that start off and versus where they finish. And it's good storytelling, obviously. You need that to engage with a community or engage with anyone watching or reading material. Um, but not only is it just good storytelling, the character development in the show is probably the best part of it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I agree. And uh, there's a scene where uh, there's a uh, journalist and his name's Trent Krim. Mm -hmm. And so he writes a book. He spends the last season spending it with the um, with the team. And he ends up writing a book about his experience, you know, that year with them. And he writes in it. He ends up calling it the lasso effect uh, or the Ted lasso effect. And um, the very last scene that we see pretty much with him, uh, he gets his notes back from the book. Uh, that um, after Ted had re- read it and was providing some feedback and he says, you know, this book was never about me. You should change the title. Um, so I believe it's called the AFC Richmond effect or something of that nature. Something um, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, so it's, it's incredible because it never was Ted's story, right? Like he was the main right. character. It was a story about everyone else. Um, so yeah man i really really liked it it's a i do think that it was a beautiful show um and it mixes humor with tense moments mm-hmm. um 
they speak on real world issues. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, it's I mean, I don't think that there's missing elements from the show. But in my first watching, immediately coming out of the finale, I can definitely understand the criticisms and a bit of disappointment, feeling like the answers weren't immediately put in my face on the screen. Yeah. So, no, what about a, you, man? That's a good, that's a, that's a very, it's a very nice wrap up. The thing, um, about me, did I, I liked the ending. I was like sad, like everyone else to see Ted go home, you know, because yeah. he got, he got, he actually became like, he grew as a coach in his second season. His first season was like, you know, they were ass and he wasn't that good of a coach and like, you know, but then he actually became like, once he created like the total, what was it called? Total football or something when they yeah. Were, Ball, yeah and it was like the triangle offense that like michael jordan played essentially um like you he started thinking for himself and he started calling it offside and like i loved that because oh he, yeah yeah he started like getting you know he started understanding the game and it took him you know so long and in in, in, in europe i have a brother-in-law who's british and like they 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 they're infants going to the games, you know what I mean? It's 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 life. It, it's Danny Rojas, right? Like uh, football, football is life. Is life. Right? Yeah, and um, and it, it's so cool. And he's from he he plays and I played football my whole life. And he's from a you know American football family in Kansas. Kansas is a big football state. And to him, like American football is probably like all he knows, right? And he's like he's got like the southern draw. And it's so cool to see him learn and adapt. And he's like calling off sides and he's calling plays and he created an offense. It's so cool to see him grow as a coach and in his profession, something he's like kind of learned to love. Yeah. And then he, and then he goes home, you know what I mean? And that's what's sad, but it's cool that he goes home and he's not a football coach anymore. American football coach. Yeah. Yeah. He's coaching his son. When he goes home. Yeah. He's coaching his son and he's coaching him playing soccer. So it's like, I don't know, man. I thought I thought it, that was cool. That was sad. Um, the one, the thing, the best part about the show to me was it, it's it's comical, so you can get a you can get a laugh. It gives you a good feel. But like you said, it is real, and mm -hmm. I have a hard time with like, like I have a really hard time watching like the super stupid funny movies. Right. Uh, and I'll probably get criticized for this, but like the the Napoleon Dynamites, like the white chicks, like the Dumb and Dumber, like I have a hard time sitting through that um, because it's just so notoriously like stupid, funny, slap your knee funny. I don't laugh that much at it. Um, I, I will chuckle at bench warmers. I will. That is my that is my <laughs> that is my one. Yeah. But like a lot of them, man, I sit there and I'm just like, man, this is dumb. Like I have a hard time. Whereas like like this show is does such a good job with humor where it's like it's subtly funny, um, mm -hmm. and it's subtly funny and they're professional comedians a couple at least a couple of them are um, and they did such a good job of like delivering lines timely, yeah and, and it bro it was so nicely done and then and then like he gets serious and then like Ted like Jason Kadakis like like he he puts on like. Like he he suffers through real things, right? Like even in the first season, um, when he plays, when he does like his Allen Iverson like practice, you know, the whole practice thing. Now, like we think it's funny as the audience, but the um the characters don't they don't know that sank. You know what I mean? Right. And right, he right. goes back in the office, and all the all the other players are like, "Ooh, 
like you got coach upset, right? And he does yeah. a good job of acting upset, even though he's like playing like kind of mental warfare with Jamie Carr at that point. But it's like he flips the switch uh-huh. beautifully. And so that's what I that was the best part about the show to me. It was like it was a comic relief. You could watch it late at night, you could feel good, but like there was there was real the show felt real and there was like real consequences. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. Oh, go ahead. They, they, they do a great job building villains yes. Um, in the show. Like Agreed. you have one main guy who's supposed to be like the big opposition, but that, that's uh, there's like smaller individual villains for the team. Um, Like Jamie Tart had to overcome issues with his dad. There's actually a, quite a bit of father, son, themes in the show mm-hmm. which i think speaks to a pretty wide audience mm-hmm. um and so jamie's villain was dealing with personal trauma he suffered through with his dad and then him overcoming it and then that was his victory moment and then there's another teammate uh sam and he is nigerian mm-hmm. and he's, he's a great part of the show and he out of almost nowhere well, it seems to be a great opportunity to go play for his home country by this Nigerian billionaire that comes in, wants to buy Sam's contract. He yeah. becomes a villain for Sam through the show. Right. Not even a villain for really anyone else, right. um, you know, in a major way, but just for that one character to see how that character overcomes it. Um, and I, there's I, a I love other... the billionaire, by the way. Oh, yeah. Edward Akufu. He's Akufu. so funny. He's so yeah. funny. Yeah, um, he is. And he it's not just a one and done. Like he comes back and then yeah. affects the story in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do face real consequences. There's like a heartbreaking scene uh, with his restaurant that gets broken into, Yeah, um, you know, and like Sam, like that was a huge thing for Sam. And then they turn it into a positive, encouraging message. Right. So it's, uh, it's really, I, I really like the show because it is a comedy, um, but it's extremely emotional. It has extremely good storytelling. Um, the the consequences certainly are real. You don't feel like you're the good guys are going to win just because they're good, right? Um, you know, like their first season, they get. I mean, spoilers. We're talking about it, but they get relegated. Like they lose. They straight mm-hmm. up get kicked mm-hmm. out. They do the thing that they tried their hardest not to do, yeah. um, and then it's about overcoming that. So, man, even just from the first season, you you get sucked in so hard. And mm. it's I'm glad that they stopped at three seasons because I think they told the story they wanted to tell. And uh, I think uh. that Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt have enough respect for those characters and the community right. uh, to not just cash grab it. Bro, um, you... Reason. Yeah, like you it. said exactly what I was going to say. The, three, the ending it at three seasons is... It makes it better. It, it makes does. the show better because they're like it's it's good. It's it's you know, I I don't know what I would rate it if I was going out of a hundred. It's definitely in the nineties. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely put it in the nineties. But it's so good. It's an A. You know what I mean? And they're just like, yep. And we're le- we're gonna leave it alone now. If they do the spinoffs, if they do like you know whatever like people are saying they might do, mm-hmm. then. You know, fine, but the original installment, I'm so pleased they're not pushing it for another, you know, five, six, eight seasons. Right. Yeah. Trying to capture the magic of what was yeah. the first three seasons. Well, and it's good too, because it, it seems like studios are learning. 
Um, Netflix actually did this too with a with a hit show, uh, the Never Have I Ever is one of the Mindy Kaling shows. They capped it mm. at four, and they got like a big bunch of people were all upset about that. And then uh, HBO did it with Succession. They capped it at four. Um. And so, and then they capped Ted Lasso at three. So I think it's great. And when Netflix started, that used to be a Netflix rule. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. It was a Netflix rule when they started. They first, the first show they broke it for, I believe, was um not. Well, I was about to say Hunger Games, um Stranger Things, but it used to be three seasons. It used to be three seasons, and and it was like your the season. It was on a contract, so like they would do one season, they would see how. It oh did. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then they would renew it another season and then they would see how it did. So every in those early, early Netflix shows, um, you never saw any go over three seasons, any of them. And then you would see some get like two because they got capped. So they were like, oh, second season right. didn't perform very well. It's done. And I yeah. I like that. I like that they put like a number on it and they're like, yep. And like you're saying, like, because then you have, like you said, you have so much control over the ending and all the end of windows that we can work in and out and cool. We're going to write it for three seasons. Boom. It's done. The story's over. And if we can think of a, you know, a spinoff like the Jon Snow spinoff that they're doing at HBO after Mm -hmm. the fact that's separate, then by all means. And, you know, you can give your fans some fan service, but don't, don't, don't screw with the original thing. You know, that's the problem with That's why there's a stain on, on Hunger Games, uh, what is wrong with me? That's why. That's why. That's why there's a stain on Game of Thrones. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were outpacing the original material. Yeah, and, man. Eight seasons, I think. Yeah. And the last two or three are like kind of. Uh. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not the fact that there's not more story to tell um, within that universe i guess um but it's just they delivered on what their vision was yeah um, absolutely so anything that's going to come after it is not going to be as concentrated um or maybe as focused as what the original was and that's always what it's going to be compared to absolutely so i think the spinoff is such a better way to save a show's legacy um if it does end up not su- being successful did you did you uh look at that thing i sent you i think it was today about uh it was today or yesterday about christian bale Christian Bale, yeah, uh, and no. how, how the DCU. I sent it to you on Instagram about how the uh, uh, the oh, DCU, yeah, yeah they yeah, asked they them him to come like, back. Yeah. They try to get him to come back, come back, come back, come back, and he's been saying for years he will never come back because, right. like, like what you're saying, like he's gonna preserve the trilogy for what it is. And he also has said, like, me and Christopher Nolan, like, chatted about it when we made the first one. We're making three, and that's it. And you know what I mean? And I'm out. Yeah. And my yeah. boy is done. He and, and I like have a lot of respect for Christian Bale for just being like, eh, no. Like you yeah. pay me five million for one scene. I'm good. Like I'm good. I'm right. gonna go, I'm gonna go starve myself for my next role instead. You know what I mean? It's just like it's <laughs> yeah. wild, man. Yeah, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. No, it's 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 really great. Would so um so a couple things, a couple segments that we definitely did not do. So you're giving Ted Lasso a pass. I mean, I'm sorry, you're giving Ted Lasso a gas. Bro, I'm giving it, I'm giving it 103 octane gas. Gas up. 103. Yeah, I'm racing fuel on this one. So I know we've done gas, pass or gas in 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 the past. That sounds weird. Pass or gas in the past. But uh, you know. If you don't like it, it gets a pass. If you like it, it's gas. And Ted Lasso is 100% gas. 
Right. Yeah. See, like I'm I'm throwing the flash in like the 70s. Like if I'm mm. giving it a, a one through a like like if I'm getting a rotten tomato score and my vote only matters, it's like at a 70, I think. Like 70, 73, like somewhere in between there. Ted yeah, Lasso yeah. is in the 90s. Yeah, I'd say like in the mid 90s, yeah. Yeah, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso's definitely, definitely a gas. Um, I will say, uh, and I think I I don't think we hit on this on the last one. Um, but I think we were going to talk about this. Like, who is this? Uh, what is this program like appropriate for? I don't think it's appropriate for kids. They do tackle um, super mm. adult problems, and the mm. language can be explicit in in it's... every episode. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. But with that, with that being said, I think if you are eight eighteen, that's fair. Yeah. Right? If you're yeah. old enough to own a firearm, I think you're old enough to uh, watch this show. Hey, there's so. a there's a good point right there. If you are old enough to serve the country and own a firearm, um, yeah, no, no, I think yeah, eighteen and above, you are in the clear. It's just uh, a lot of language, and then there are some some scenes of uh, where they're just tackling like adult issues. It's not like that. There's anything like crazy that you see. It's just like the conversations they're having. So, yeah, um, I think younger people could watch. I say younger, I mean like fifteen and up. Like they could watch it mm-hmm. and you know, probably not be affected by the language and laugh at the jokes, mm-hmm. but you're 18, you've kind of gotten a little bit of exposure to the real world. Yeah. Um, and kind of gone through some situations, you know, into young adulthood that 15 year olds, 16 year olds might not have dealt with. Absolutely. Um, I think that you will get more out of the show around that age range than just watching it and laughing at the funny things on the screen. Well, so. also, also some of the jokes are timely like <laughs> yeah oh some of their quips yeah they certainly are yeah um, man, what was one ted because ted that's like one of his things is just is he just quips on like really random like encyclopedic knowledge yeah like, of absolutely everything um but so there there's, one... there's a lot of jokes that are just gonna go over a 15 year old's head you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i'd say the majority of the quick like one-liners definitely mm-hmm. would Mm-hmm. yeah so, so like yeah. even even the um even the island Iverson, like i talked about earlier like i don't know if 15 year olds know that that um yeah the practice speech. yeah that speech you you had to remind me and i like basketball you know yeah 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 yeah. so yeah i mean yeah. i don't think i don't think either one of our wives got it at all so no they just um, were like man why is he saying practice right time? right right <laughs> and, then, and like isaac isaac gives a speech um at oh, uh, oh he does yeah he it's a uh, at the hotel it's yeah. um like literature what oh man i need to look it up i didn't know what it was and I, that one went over my head i didn't know what it was i mean i knew it was something because of the way he was you know announce uh pronouncing everything and enunciating but uh i didn't know what he was talking about i didn't know what he was making a joke out of Yes, uh, it's from, oh my gosh, what is it? Oh, I'm going to try to find it. I just good. found the speech, but I don't know what it's from. Is it the Faulkner? No, it's not that. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's great. So you're gassing it up, huh? I'm definitely gassing it up. I'm throwing it up there for sure. It is, it's up there. I mean, I, I was about to say it's it's one of my favorite shows that I've watched. I was going to say it is my favorite show that I've watched of recently, but I can't lie. That's the bear, which we're going to get into in another episode. 
Yeah, bro. The Bears next level, man. So good. It's so it's well excellent. If if any so of you good. all have watched Ted Lasso, I think that you should have a discussion there in the bottom. Tell us who your favorite character was and why it was Roy Kent. Um, and tell us why your favorite <laughs> moment. Tell us why your favorite moment was when uh, Roy gave Jamie a hug um, at the end of season two. Because oh, I was should, bro. We should talk about the the way they build their relationship. Dude, it was it was crazy. Yeah, like uh, it was almost like a love triangle that didn't really see resolution, but it was still it was done better than I've seen any other show or story do it. Well, well, you know, it's interesting. So it, it is it is a love triangle. What the hell am I doing? What am I? What am I? It is a love triangle, right? And typically, right at the end of the love triangle, if it's two guys and a girl or two girls and a guy, um, one of the guys gets with one of the girls or one of the girls gets with one of the guys, and then like the other person's like the odd man out. But what ends up happening is the two guys that are chasing the one girl, they kind of like th- their relationship is what becomes good. Like their friendship is what becomes good. Yeah. And not the relationship with the girl, so it's, right. like an, it's like an inverted love triangle. It's it's super it's super strange. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of yeah. it's it's kind of funny. Yeah, no, but they did a great 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 job with this series. Um, I'd be excited to see them produce something in the future. I would definitely the, watch the two of them. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure with the success that they saw here. I'm sure that they're not going to be against doing it again yeah and you gotta give it to you have to give it to apple tv um for taking it because i read they shopped this thing around for years and nobody and nobody wanted it and apple tv took it because they needed content from what i've read because they were just launching you know apple tv and and their own yeah yeah because this was like one of their first series they dropped um and they and it was such a hit and so i know apple tv is probably like yes like thank you know let's go because they hit their game of thrones they hit their stranger things off right off the bat huge for them man huge so gotta give credit for whoever signed that off yeah thank you guy or girl thank you apple tv like y'all needed more money and more recognition but hey it's all good But no, man, absolutely. I, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm, I'm giving it a gas. Uh, favorite character. I'm thinking it is Roy Kent, and I really like Rebecca. I don't know what it is. The lady just cracks me up. She she yeah. really does. Roy Kent, Jamie Tart, and Rebecca. So funny, man. I really, I really, really liked all their characters. Of course, you can't not like Beard. You can't not like Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso. Um, mm-hmm. but no, it's definitely a gas. Is did we hit all the bullet points? Yeah, I think so, man. I think we're good. It was a financial success. It was a how much money do we know how much money they made as a TV show? Um, no, but then again, I mean, it's just Apple streaming subscriptions is how they would track that, right? Um, but I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure that when season three dropped, uh, recently there was a ton of people signing up for that seven file. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I would think, um, without this show, Apple TV's like half as successful. Oh yeah. Their lineup is not hitting against 
you know the other giants yeah you know but they, they do have good shows is silo silo's on apple tv right silo is on apple tv severance is on apple tv uh that show c with uh jason seagal and uh nah, momoa jason momoa oh yeah uh what's the show with jason seagal and harrison ford oh shrink yeah did you watch that no but i know it's on there i know people were saying it was okay it's pretty good i started it the wife didn't like it so you know sometimes you don't have uh all the Sorry. Bro, I'm I'm finishing the bear without her because uh Cass will be looking at her phone while the bear is on, and I'm like, you're disrespecting the art that we're witnessing in front of us right now. It's not very chef of her to do that. Oh no, oh no, out of the kitchen. Yeah, out. Out, out of the kitchen. The chef, uh, your chef uh knife is uh, is taken and uh it's given to the next the next man up because yeah, bro. I, last thing, this is not Ted Lasso related. Bear inspires me so much. I was home. I was home tonight alone, right? Typically, I'll be like, oh, I'll just go grab some food because I don't want to cook for myself. I went to the grocery store, spent $96 on groceries, and came back and cooked for myself. That bro, that's how powerful yeah. the bear is. Yes, dude. And I'm sure that's great, and, chef. and that's great, Chef. Thank you, Chef. And I'm sure, like, to bring it full circle, I'm sure like Ted Lasso inspired people to uh like be a better leader. Like be, become a better leader, right, right, right. Like like Ted Lasso, I mean, Ted is a is a great example of like like I would say not gentle leadership, but like just appropriate. Like he, yeah, he does servant it. servant leadership. You know, Absolutely. treating people uh, with intelligence. You know, not responding emotionally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I'm sure there were business leaders. Well, you're a business leader. Um, yeah maybe watch the show and say like, oh man, like he handled that situation. Awesome. Or maybe there's oh. people that. Go ahead. No, I was I'm agreeing with exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like he handled that awesome. Or there's people that watch the show and think like, oh man, like Jamie Tart like grew, right? Oh man, like he overcame this. Or maybe it just inspired some kids to get out there and start playing soccer, which like right. all is positive. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what that's what movies and cinema should do. That's what art, I think, was created for was to create inspiration so if if you're inspiring that's what uh, we got to talk about the bear we, we need to finish the bear and talk about it next week because that's what that show does for me like phew, that's what remember the titans used to be for me every summer when i would watch it before practice you know what i mean you watch uh -huh. remember the titans you're like oh you know i want to go play and so and i think that's what ted lasso did too it makes you want to be it makes you want to be kind more kind-hearted did i say that grammatically correct i think so i think it makes you want to appreciate people differently um mm -hmm. and it makes you want to kind of build Ooh, relationships well with people yeah build a connection with people so that way you can get to their end goals with them mm -hmm. um ted didn't treat them like cattle you know your teams aren't cattle they're people um and you need to spend time and work with them to develop their goals. That's why the show is good because Ted helped them reach their own goals. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, great stuff to take away from that. Yeah, my boy, my boy Teddy knocked it out as a part as a as a leader and a character. So anyway, but uh, well, I'm I'm giving it a I'm gonna give it a 93. It is a gas on our record. Do we have a day that we want to drop these, Dalton, so we can tell people? Nope. Be on the lookout. 
to be decided, to be decided. We will be dropping three. Um, well, this is going to be the third one, so we will be dropping another one a week from today. If you if you listen thus far, uh, we are Ted Lasso fans. If you have not watched it, go and watch it. Apple TV is a cheaper streaming service. I believe it's like $7.99 a month. So if you're interested in getting one, uh, go ahead. I think it's worth the investment just for Ted Lasso and a couple other shows. I really like Silo that's out right now, and I'm making my way through Severance as well, which is very good. So uh, jump on those shows. Let us know what you think if you haven't watched them yet. Uh, Michael McFly is out. Yeah, big doll signing off. Big doll. I love it.